0: Good to be back. This is Isaac Floyd, and you're listening to An Apologist Handbook. Remember, if you'd like to send in your questions, you can email me at askahandbook at uh, gmail.com. That is A-S-K-A-H-A-A. And those, wow, wow, that's a lot of A's. <laughs> Try it again. <laughs> A-S-K-A-H-A-N-D-B-O-O-K. Ask a Handbook at gmail.com now today we're going to get into a contentious issue uh, It took me forever to actually bring this on to the podcast because I am emotionally wrapped up in this uh, thing I am if, if I get uh, extra or if I get energetic please translate that into me being zealous for the glory of my Lord. I view anyone who says that Jesus is anything less as God. That they're, 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 dishonoring, they're dishonoring the son and therefore dishonoring the father. I don't have a lot of patience for that. I'm trying to work with, with the Lord to get myself to be able to be communicable in those situations. But please understand, if I get frustrated, it's because I want the whole world to recognize Jesus, my Savior, my Lord, as my great God and Savior, as it says in Titus two thirteen. Now, here is what we'll start off with. Uh, when di- discussing the situation, you'll 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 usually find it between traditional Christians and ultra conservative Christians. I consider myself an ultra conservative Christian, um, but I'm 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 staunchly with the traditional Christians on this when it when it's brought up. There's the, the debate happens between the ultra conservative and the the, the traditional. Uh, the reason why it don't usually happen with the progressive Christians is because there are plenty of progressive Christians who don't believe that that Jesus is God or the Son of God or in divine in any in any nature. But they also a lot of progressive Christians don't revere the Bible as God's absolute truth. So it's kind of pointless to have this discussion with a progressive Christian because they're going to point to the Bible and says, Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but and then I I a lot, a lot of ultra-conservative and traditional Christians don't have patience for that. I can understand that. So we're going to start in uh, Mark 10, 17. I'm going to read the full paragraph so that we can't uh, blame me or, or, or charge me with the accusation of cherry-picking. Uh, Starting in verse 17, we have, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up and knelt before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus replied, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear bear false witness, do not cheat others. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he replied, all these I have kept from my youth. Jesus looked at him, loved him and said to him, there is one thing you lack. Go sell everything you own and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But the man was saddened by these words and went away in sorrow because he had great wealth. So we're not going to get into the into the to the to part where Jesus tells him to, to sell all his possessions, which is worth a Bible study. We're going to specifically look at verse eight, 17 and 18. Uh, the rich man comes up to him and says, calls him good teacher, and instantly Jesus gets on him and says, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. There are three interpretations of this. Two of them are essentially the same thing, but using different words. So those two are Jesus was not good and therefore not God, or Jesus was not God and therefore not good, or Jesus was both good and God which is the third and most reasonable uh, conclusion. Saying that Jesus was either not God or not good, I'm going to specifically say not good because not God kind of, it's an airy-fairy type of argument that I would have to try to make, but uh, I'll stick to not good. If Jesus was not good, then what did his sacrifice mean? Jesus was supposed to be the perfect sacrifice for the entire world. The whole gospel preaches that Jesus was perfect and blameless and did not sin. He was tempted, but, but being tempted with sin is not sin. It's being tempted. So, if Jesus was not good, then he cannot he cannot save you from your sins. Because that salvation, or that sacrifice, is no. Now, if Jesus is good, then his sacrifice does mean something, and he can save you. But that also means that he's God, according to these words. It's either that the, that the Bible's wrong or that Jesus is wrong. And if you if you hold either one of those contentions then I I don't believe that you can call yourself a Christian. Because if you're going to pick and choose about what the what the Bible is right and wrong about or what Jesus is right and wrong about, you've made yourself the arbiter of truth and you have not submitted to Jesus. and You've not submitted to the Bible, which is the word of God. And you haven't submitted to the Word of God. You haven't submitted to God at all. But that's me being extreme. So this doesn't quite mean that uh, Jesus is equal to God, which is primarily what the discussion, the, the uh, argument is about. But using other verses, I can prove that. Uh, we're looking at in uh, Deuteronomy six four. We're looking at the Shema. Shema Israel, Yahweh eleenu, Yahweh ached. This is what the Hebrew says. You can get all the way off my back about Yahweh and how But um, when when I. Uh, this is said, it translates to "Hero O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. This is important because if the Lord is one, he is not two, you don't serve two Lords. Now, one could say, well, it says Eched, which means one, which means in totality, there is only one, there is one apple there. It's not a half apple, it is one apple. Yes, that is what the word means, but it does not mean one in isolation. It means one in unity also. You can use the word for one in isolation, but it has a double meaning into one in unity. For instance, in Genesis 2.24, you have the uh, the verse that says, therefore, i have have to find it specifically. Okay, it says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. All right. One united flesh. I don't think anyone translates this, this verse as they will morph together as one Power Rangers weird creature. That's not a thing. It's not how you interpret that verse. The word in there, one, is exactly head. Specifically, what I have here is uh, starting at, to become, it says, uh, he comes to his wife or Bishtof. I don't, I'm going to use my American weird English to try and understand the uh, phonetic spelling of these Hebrew words, but Beishtov, uh, which means woman, wife, female, uh, which is to fall out, to come to pass, become, to become, one, and then flesh, one flesh, one flesh. They don't morph together, they become united in one. Similarly, Jesus and the Father are united. The Son most specifically, the Son and the Father are united. All right, the other one is John 17. Starting in. Waiting for the load. Come on, you got this. Starting in verse. One, Jesus spoke these things and raised his eyes to heaven. He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. Just as you gave him authority over all mankind. That means the son has authority over all mankind. That means you, listener. So that to to all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. And this is eternal life. that They may know you the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on the earth by accomplishing the work which you have given me to do. And now you father glorify me together with yourself with the glory, which I had before you, before the world existed (laughs) with you before the world existed. So the really interesting bit here is twofold. One, This is, in fact, Jesus praying to the Father, saying that they would know the only you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And Jesus Christ, Jesus, (laughs) Jesus refers to himself in the third person, which is an interesting thought. I'm not going to run too far with that, but it's an interesting thought. Then he says, nah, and now you, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world existed. So Jesus predates the world. It's like how in, uh, I think it's it might be Johnny, I'm not sure, where he is talking to the Pharisees. He says, Abraham was looking forward to my time. The It might have been the Pharisees, I don't know. But they had told him. That uh, you you, there's you're not you're not even fifty. You you don't you don't you're not you're not old enough to know Abraham. And he goes, "Hop before Abraham was I am," and it's so important to understand these in context with each other. So Jesus predates, yes, just everything. Name something, yes, he predates. Before the world existed. So, why is it so important that God glorified Jesus before the world was created and shared, shared the glory with Jesus before the world was was created? In Isaiah 42 8, God says specifically, I am the Lord. Lord, all caps, which means that, that the word there is YHWH, uh, Yahweh, which is the definitive word for God in the Bible. That's the name that they give him. I am the Lord. That is my name, and I and my glory I will not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. So there's there's it's twofold here. It's not it's not one consistent thought. As far as I will not give my glory to idols and I will not give my praise to idols, it is my glory is my own. I am Yotevafi. I have my own glory. And I will not give it to another person or any other thing. And then I will not give my praise to graven graven images. Two separate thoughts there. Jesus shared glory with the Father before the world was created, but God does not share his glory with with another anything. So, two conclusions. First conclusion is Jesus Jesus was wrong, and he never shared glory with the Father or two. Jesus is Yod He, Jehovah um, uh, Adonai Yahweh whatever words you like to ascribe to the definitive article of God. Jesus is that. I find this very easy, very easy to interpret. And if you have a if you have a reason or a a. a, a a, a full a, a interpretation that can bring these both of these together in their entirety and make them make sense and then also deny the divinity of Christ. I will listen, I don't know if I'll agree, but I'll listen. I don't think there is, though. That's this is the issue. I have not heard one, and I'm um, trying to make this a, a quicker episode. We're just gonna. Had uh, had this straight on Isaiah forty three eleven, I even I am the Lord all caps YHWH, I am the Lord, and apart from me there is no savior. Is Jesus Christ our savior? Did Jesus save us? I understand someone could say yes, but it was through Jesus that God saved us. Then use that language. If you believe that Jesus did not save us and that God saved us through Jesus, use that language. I do not want to hear you using my language if you don't believe it. Jesus Christ saved us through his own power because he was divine. Not saying that the father didn't have, didn't share the same power of the son, absolutely. They do, they're one and united. But because of their unity, because they're one and united, Jesus, with his own authority over mankind, and his own his own authority, being the Son of Man, he saved us. And because he saved us, he is Yodhe Vafe. He is the only savior. All right, that is the full extent of today's episode. Uh, my name is Isaac. Isaac Floyd, and you've been listening to The Apologist's Handbook. Remember, if you'd like to answer your own question, leave an email for me at askahandbook at gmail.com. Let's see if I can spell this out properly the first time. I Ready? A-S-K-A-H-A-N-D-B-O-O-K. Boom. Did it at gmail.com. Don't put in the boom. Did it. That was me congratulating myself. Pat on the back and all that jazz. I will see you guys next time. I uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see what I have planned for next time.'ve got, I've got quite, quite a few uh, things buzzing around my head. uh yeah. God bless. We'll walk with the Lord. come to Jesus.